0: Jaguars are heading to London for two consecutive games. You guys, what are your concerns about this team going abroad right now?
1: I have none. You know, this is a group that's been over there, you know, from a player's perspective, and the travel logistics team has done this for a couple of years together, so I think they've got this one nailed.
2: Yeah, I, I have no concerns about the trip. I have concerns about the game. I want them to get a
3: lead.
0: Welcome into Jags AM presented by Fields Auto Group. It's Thursday. It's travel Thursday. We're headed to London later on today. And I know they got everything in down pat. But still going to be a change of scenery. Some of the players talked about it. We're going to get to that in big things. You guys, it's old hat for you. So are you excited to go for the week this time? Or are you just kind of excited to see what the team can do?
1: Uh, Yeah, no, I am. I mean, I I enjoyed it. We went over there in uh, 2014 and and spent the week. And and I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed being around our team, right? Uh, and, and spending time in London, a um, little bit here and there. Uh, I enjoy the change of scenery too, it's it's a nice perk.
2: Yeah, I mean, I always prefer home, but... Uh, there we go. It, it, but <laughs> within the context of this, it is nice to get over there. Uh, for us, you get a couple of days when you actually see it. And I think for the team, which is what people care about, uh, I, I think it does help that second week, I think getting into a routine over there, yeah. Uh, will feel more like a home game than maybe the home game, which is the first game, which is the
1: second game, which is... I'm totally I'm you know lost. <laughs> I, you know, one other thing. Uh, you know, over the, the 10 years now, because the 10th game will be played yeah. uh, while we're over there, they've built that Union Jacks club up, and, and you see familiar faces. You see them at the pub with a party. You see them out and about. You see them at the stadium. Uh, you know, kind of like when you come in here. It, it's, it's nice. It feels like home away from home for the franchise. now.
0: Some familiar faces in the UK. Let's get to our big things this week as we head over to England. Our first thing is big picture. Things not looking right right now, especially the last two weeks. This team has not performed, but they're only three games into the season. There's still 14 more games and Doug Peterson is focusing on figuring things out quickly before things get worse.
4: It's not how we start. It's going to be how we finish, you know, the season and you know, yeah, we we're making mistakes. It's not like you know uh, teams have really uh, done much, as, you know, to us as far as beating us. Well, we're beating ourselves, you know, and that's usually the case. And and you know, once we figure out, and, and a lot like last year, we we were kind of beating ourselves. And once we figure out how to, you know, kind of get out of our own way, take care of the football, tackle better, all those types of things, um, then things begin to go in your favor.
0: Yes, you need to focus on big picture, but Brian, they also need to get better right now because if you dig yourself in too big of a hole, you're not going to be able to get out of it.
1: Well, John said it. He wants to see them get a lead, right? I mean, talking to these guys, none of them on camera want to admit that there's a confidence issue at this point, that they're, uh uh-oh, what's going to go wrong next? But you do get that sense talking to them that there is some of that going on. And so for them to get a lead and to feel like the team that they believe they are supposed to be coming into the season would be really important and, and I don't wanna be dug right now and having to try to come up with another thing to say or another psychological tact to get these guys to believe in themselves again.
2: It's such a strange dynamic. This was a team last year that thrived on the comeback. Yeah. I mean, And right now it feels like they're a team that, uh, you know. You hate to say because they almost came back against Houston then you had the weird play. So I don't know if they've lost their confidence but they do feel like a team right now that I'm interested to see on Sunday how they respond to that first moment of adversity because they have not necessarily responded great in the last two weeks to situations. Um, You'd love to see them get back to that. How fast has it changed against the Colts? Didn't you feel the whole game? They were going to pull it out. Yes. Yes. In in two weeks time. And in eight days from the five minutes for the chiefs game to five minutes after the Texans. All of a sudden, that sort of goes away. Guess what? Bryant's a week-to-week league. Yeah. The cliche is
1: true. It's remarkable. It really is, especially when you put it in the perspective of a team that last year loved these situations. It's hard to put your finger on exactly what it, what caused it, right? Um, but right away, you know what will fix it, and that is some success.
2: And I don't think it's press clippings. No, I, I th- don't think so either. I think it – and I understand they're not reading them, and that's a good way to get into the subject for Doug – But I think it's expectations. You know, last year they played with house money except for the last game of the season where people expected them to beat the Titans. And what happened? They almost (laughs) lost the Titans. (laughs) Like it was tight. Joshua Dobbs Titans, not
1: Tannehill and his peak Titans.
2: Yeah, so at some point this team needs to get a good W as the team that people expect them to. And then they say, okay, we can play this way. fascinating game to me Sunday on those fronts.
0: It's certainly going to be interesting. Big thing number two, London isn't calling. We've heard a lot about the change of scenery, what that can do for a team, but Doug Peterson addressed the fact that yeah, change of scenery is fine, but it depends on the focus of the team.
4: I've got to trust the players, you know, and, and um, you know, they've got to do the right thing. They've got to be in the right frame of mind, and, and I have to put it back on them, you know, to make the right, right decisions and right choices. And you know, by, um, by keeping uh, by keeping the schedule and the routine the same, they can get in the same sort of um, you know the same habits they have here.
0: We love Doug Peterson powering through the fire alarm going off yeah. in the building yesterday. But what he says is true. Yeah, change of scenery is nice and lovely. But this is about them playing football and doing it in the game as well. Because at practice at this point, we don't even know if you can take much from it. It's more about what they're actually going to be able to execute, John. Do you feel like that's true at this point? Can you hear much or see much at practice at this point?
2: I'm not sure you can see much in practice. I'm not sure you can see much uh, during the press conferences. Um, it, it's become a very hard game to analyze the Sunday's game because we've talked through the issues so much. We know that their issue has been not scoring in the red zone. We know it's been they can move the ball and then right when those moments hit. So I don't know how you know anything about this team until you get to third and six on Sunday at the 25 yard line and see if they can punch it in until they get behind. Uh, This team was great in those situations for the last eight games last year. It's not clicking you get the idea that if it, if it could click once, right, it would keep click, and all of a sudden it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but firing on all cylinders. That you say. hasn't happened yet, and again, I keep saying it's a fascinating game, one of the more interesting games since I've been covering the Jag, because you feel like they're good, you feel like they have a chance to be good. Yeah, there's going to be some moments on Sunday where you feel like if they don't get this, if this goes the other way, you wonder what's, you wonder what it's going to do their confidence. It, it, it's a turning point game it's not must win but boy uh,
1: as I said winning wouldn't stink I spent some time (laughs) yesterday in the locker room talking to Andre Mm Cisco and he said they're talking to each other right not in a negative way uh, they are talking in a realistic way about how to approach this they're being honest with each other he used the word transparent they're all talking about where they are and what they're thinking so that together they can get through this I, I get the sense that this week when things go bad, at least on the defensive side of the ball, because that's where I spent a lot of my attention yesterday in the locker room, they're ready for it. They are ready to put their hand in the ground or to, to leap as high as they can and knock a pass away. They're not going to let a bad player adversity get them off track. And sure. one piece of hope, I'm going to give you some hope. Now. I was going to say, I you're, hope they're, they're, you're they're right. right. I, I, I hope uh, you're I right. Hope. That yeah. sounds well, great. Well, you're going to give Oh, it's, it, it means more coming from you. That's true. You well, give but, Obviously. Yeah, um, but you're not a hopeful guy.
2: They... When Doug kind of put a foot in their butt on Sunday, they came out and they played really well with a lot of energy in the first part of that third quarter and looked like the team you expected them to be. And then you had a weird play go against them. So maybe that's what it took and maybe what we saw early in that third quarter, because my guess is the foot's been in the butt all week. Mm. So I... I got to believe they come out with their hair on fire on Sunday. Uh, And maybe that's what we'll see. They had dug such a hole on Sunday that one little bad thing went against them. I was like, okay, here we go again. So maybe that's the ray of hope. Your hope was good. good
1: Coming from you, it's a little brighter because, well, you know. Things are never bright. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I say hope comes from you. It means a little bit more. Uh, I will say this. I've been talking about Doug at press conference. I've been watching Body Language. I thought yesterday he was himself. For yes. the first time since before the Colts game i thought that's Doug Peterson you know his energy level was where it needed to be he was you know witty and popped up you know at the end of that sod about um uh about bed check and all of that kind of stuff because don't forget there's been some incidents in london through the years with some of mm-hmm. the fellas oh. getting out and about Doug's not gonna have any of that of course not
0: we're gonna go to our third big thing quickly third things first this team has struggled mightily on third down so far this season they're ranked i think 29th in the league trevor lawrence talked about that issue yesterday
3: just keep playing free play like it's a normal down like nothing's different you know it's it's third down but it shouldn't change anything and i think that's kind of emphasis too and um, for all of us is just go play
0: You can play like it's any other down, but I would like to see them convert a little bit more. And you have to get those percentages up, Brian, if you want to be among the best of the best.
3: You got to stay on the field. Uh,
1: You know, it it made me last week when they failed on first down, right? When there was an incompletion on first down, I'm like, oh boy, now you got second and 10. Better get something done here. The failures on third down have bled back to first down. And if you don't get six yards on first down, you're thinking, man, are we going to be able to convert and stay on the field, right? Third down, just it's got to be near 45 to 50% if you want to go offensively where you think you can.
2: That dynamic you talked about, it sort of feels like that's where they are. Every little fail, okay, we got two yards on first down, oh, now we're in trouble. Right, now it's second and eight. And it feels like that's what the team's going through. And I even asked Trevor, how do you, and he said it was a good question, by the way, did you hear that? Oh. I did hear that. Compliments, yeah. I said, Hopeful. I said, thank you, Trevor. <laughs> um, you hope that they can find that balance. Cause that's what I was asking was, you know, you're talking about urgency all week, and then you wanna go out and play relaxed. I thought he gave a great answer of you feel the urgency and you feel the focus all week so that you can not have to think on Sunday. Uh, They still have to think on Sunday at some point though. So again, a fascinating balance of how you find that calmness, that zen, whatever it is. And I kind of tailed off the question when I asked him, but I guess that's what they always go through. Yeah, that's what professional athletics is, is knowing that your job's on the line and still being able to relax and have fun. It just feels like particularly focused on that concept this week. And uh, again, I, I can't wait to
1: watch it on Sunday. Doug gets through this and gets this team firing. He's got a career as a motivational speaker.
0: Oh my he's goodness, he's already got book deals. He's yeah, already yeah, got he's one book, he can do 10 up. more. All right, stay with us. We're gonna hear from our Falcons insiders as we look ahead to this weekend's game against Atlanta. Welcome back into Jags AM. On this Thursday, we get ready to go to the UK. So we're going to check in with our Falcons insider. Tori McElhaney is joining us today because we're going to talk a little bit about the Falcons and the opponent that we're going up against, because this is going to be a good one. Tori, did you pack already? or Are you a late last second packer?
5: I just finished packing. And we leave this afternoon, so I'm proud of you. Give or take
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I already realized I forgot my toothbrush, so I'm going to have to make a run really quickly. But um, we make this trip pretty frequently. What's the preparation been like for the Falcons this week getting ready to go?
5: Well, we don't go to London as much as you guys do, but we have been in the last two years. We went in 2021 and so I think it's just kind of following a lot of the similar processes that they set up at that point. Now with. A new team with a with a bunch of new guys who weren't on this team in 2021 who were kind of making this trip for either, either the first or second time so there's a little bit of everything going on
0: you guys were off to a really hot start kind of ran into the lions dead on last week where's their where's the team at where's the mentality at yeah, so I actually
5: think it's pretty similar to probably where where y'all are. They're coming off of a, a loss that they wanted to be better. They wanted to play better in, against Detroit, and they didn't, and they were shut out offensively. And so there's almost a sense of redemption, I think, on the line in London for this Atlanta Falcons team where they want to go out and show that the first two games and what they were able to do there wasn't a fluke and that the Detroit game was.
1: Tori, so much of the attention when it comes to the Falcons is on Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, right? Not enough people know outside of Atlanta, and maybe the NFC South, that much about Desmond Ritter. So give us a sense of where he is in year number two and you know, where his confidence level is as a starting quarterback of this team.
5: Yeah, so I think with Desmond Ritter, he is as comfortable and confident in the scheme as we've seen him. And I, I think even after the loss, I think it was still on some plays you see that he is really understanding what Arthur Smith is asking of him. And, and I think that that's what's gonna take time is all of these pieces working together. You talk about Kyle Pitts, Drake, London, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Alger, Desmond Ritter. These are all guys playing together for the very first time. And so there are some kinks to work out as we saw against Detroit, but this is an offense that has a lot of potential. It's just about finding ways to get into a rhythm early.
2: Uh, Tori, I appreciate you doing this. What, um, the concept of Arthur, of Arthur Smith as a coordinator and as a play caller always fascinates me because he's willing to run his way back into games if he's down. There's that heavy commitment to the run that he had in Tennessee, and I sense that with the Falcons. Uh, Do teams have a tough time defending them because of that, because his philosophy is so much different in some situations?
5: Yeah, I think so. I think what Detroit did well, though, is that they completely took away the run very early, and the Falcons were in a lot of long first and second, or second and third downs, and so they're kind of working behind the chains. And when you do that, you're in obvious passing down situations. And I think that's where the Falcons kind of got off kilter. But when the run game is going, as we've seen even last year and bleeding into this year, the Falcons can do some really dangerous things with Bajon Robinson, Tyler Algier, and potentially Cordero Patterson, who may or may not have his 2023 debut in London. We're still kind of waiting on that.
0: Tori, one more question before we get you out of here. The defense, you guys have so many new starters this year. A familiar face to us, Calais Campbell, of course, joining you guys and you guys have really committed to that and played probably a lot better than maybe expectations. Have you been impressed with what you've seen on the defensive side of the ball so far? I really have been. You can really feel
5: the money that was pumped into this defense with guys like Jesse Bates and Calais Campbell. But Dupree, David Onyamada, Caden Ellis. I mean, that could go on and on. Jeff Okuda, who is working his way back into this starting lineup. So for this defense, they are kind of firing on all cylinders right now, even though they have some moments where, you know, there's some explosives given up. But for the most part, this is a defense that really turns it on, I think, when it matters most. And that's something that over the first three games of the season, that has been very evident to many that they get better as the game goes on.
0: Very good. Should be a good one. Tori, we'll see you at Wembley on Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. All right. Stay with us. We'll preview our matchup coming up this week against the Falcons. We'll do. He will. He won't. He might. See you after the break.
3: I don't know all the characters necessarily and, and all that, but I definitely, I've, I've watched all of them.
4: The character in Andy's room. <laughs> it'll be cool. It'll
3: be It'll be cool for the kids. I think, you know, if I was a kid um, and they did that for a football game, it'd be definitely entertaining, something I'd want to watch. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys know what character I'm supposed to be? Are they, have they said that yet? It's just me? Oh, okay. Just in Andy's room.
0: Trevor Lawrence talking about that Toy Story broadcast that they're going to do between the Falcons. And the Jaguars. We talked a little bit about it. I'm not just entirely sure how it works. I'd imagine it's... I have no idea how it works. I'm very intrigued to see what it looks like. I, I'm a fan of it. I, anybody you can get more involved, kids involved, whatever you have to do. I like the Nickelodeon games. I think that's kind of silly. My nephews really like that. So more power to them. Have fun with it.
2: Yeah, you got to capture the young audience. And it's not like you're going to keep watching the NFL on that right. medium as you right. get older. But if it gets kids fired up about it and they get interested, you know... Uh, Hey, it, More power, too. Maybe it, Taylor Swift will do the same thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. We can't do <laughs> hey, that. We don't
0: on, have time Oh, for no, Swift. yeah, the Swifty hey, all Swiftie. the way.
1: Uh, I think I can name one song. Um, the interesting part is is that, you know, with phones and with the internet and everything, the kids can be distracted away from the NFL, especially if their team isn't any good, right? If the team that their parents follow isn't a good team. So this is an interesting, It's it's an innovative way to capture that young audience and get them on football.
0: I love it. Let's do it. All right. He will. He won't. He might this week for us presented by Suddeth. Brian, who you got this week? I'll go with Chad
1: Muma. Uh, He will obviously start in place of Devin Lloyd, and he'll be just fine. I talked to him a bit in the locker room yesterday. He's smart. He's tough. He understands, kind of like Paul Peslesny, how to overcome whatever weakness he may have. He knows how to take his strength, which is his intellect, and apply it to be in the right place at the right time. So I think he will be just fine. Now, look, he is not Devin Lloyd. He won't be your first option to cover Kyle Pitts, whereas Lloyd has the height and the length and the athleticism. To be able to do that, he won't be that guy. He may be asked to at times, but he's not going to be your number one guy in coverage. That's going to be the guy like Andre Sisco. Uh, but he might be your leading tackler on Sunday, and I know that's normally Foye, a Luukon spot, and Foye's going up against his uh, former team, and so he's probably going to be very motivated. But I just think Moom is going to be that guy. He's rangy, and he's going somebody's got to spy on Bijan Robinson somebody's got to find him and I just think you know they're going to ask him to do what he does and not to be Devin Lloyd he runs and he tackles and I think he might have a really big day in terms of number of tackles
2: yeah I think Moom is really good I I, I don't worry about him at all not being able to do it the one element he doesn't bring that Lloyd brings is just Lloyd's sort of magnetic feel for the ball yeah. uh, so I don't know that Moom is going to give you like the pick. But he's not going to hurt you. No. And uh, he's, he's faster than you think. Yeah. I, I went with uh, Travis Etienne, and I think it's the second time I've gone with him in this. He's um, been
0: the MVP so far. practically. Yeah, and,
2: and he will be good. He's, he's been good every week, uh, which leads my quick, he won't, like, quick Whoa. transition there. <laughs> you know, this is probably more of a me thing. I keep forgetting to sort of think about him going into the game. And because I think I spend so much time worrying and I think a lot of people have about the passing game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But he might be the best player on the team right now, the most productive player. And moreover, he might be the key to getting this thing going. Everybody in the pregame, when you look at the analysis, can be talking about Bijan Robinson, about the Falcons running game. You kind of get the feeling they got it going a little bit early last week, the Jags. If they hadn't gotten behind, I think that was a huge game for Travis. Uh, This might be where people watching this game come in wanting to watch Bazon Robinson, and he's, he's a wonderful player. But they might finish the game thinking about Travis Etienne.
0: All right, I'm going with Evan Ingram this week because we're dealing with the drops. We're dealing with the dropsies. He will not disappoint. Because he is going to be the leading pass catcher, I think, in this game against Atlanta. And I'll do the won't disappointed because I combined them together because I forgot what we were doing. Um, but if you need someone that's going to catch the ball, he's sure-handed. Evan Ingram had drop problems early on in his career. He has worked past that. He's now one with the jug machine. So I think he's going to be someone that you can focus on when you're trying to get this offense going. And he might very well be what you need to get this offense going because then it opens things up for everybody else. And that's what it's all about: throw to the open guy and. Is it just as simple as that, guys? Just as simple as that. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. All right, we'll be right back. We'll preview the rest of the week. Stay with us.
3: I think that's the biggest thing is when you're when you're thinking more than you're just reacting. That's it's hard to play, especially at this level. It's hard to play that way. So, I think that's for all of us, you know, myself included, is just to continue to challenge yourself to do that and to prepare that way so when sunday comes you can let it go and not think um, so i think that's kind of the challenge for us this week and i'm excited to see how we all respond
0: trevor lawrence don't think just play what do you guys think we'll get out of london Oof. i don't know one and one
3: yeah uh,
2: I, I, i i had a great feel for the uh, first game of the season i
1: don't have a feel uh... for the uh
2: no crystal
0: ball ball.
1: I looked last week I I I said I thought it would be a comfortable win over the Texans I I didn't think that the Texans offensive line or defensive line would be able to handle the Jaguars fronts and they did so I I I can't legitimately sit here and say I know exactly what we're going to get I do think they'll be able to handle the adversity and I think that we will come out of London saying okay here they're back
0: I hope so I'll do a reverse jinx and Maybe that will work or I'll wear my opposite outfit. We'll see what we'll see what works. I'm all about superstitions. Whatever I have to do to pull my weight here, you guys. Um, we're going to London. We'll see we you We have guys. a list by the way.
1: Hold on, we'll give it to you after the okay. show.
0: We're going to London, you guys. We'll see you later on. All the shows will be there next week and of course we'll have a recap for you after the game on Sunday. Enjoy it.